loud. Okay. So, welcome back. This is uh, episode number two. So, just a reminder, right? Uh, Caddyshack was established to help others learn the dark arts of AWS and the partner network called the APN. And honestly, just to help unlock the full potential of folks' partnerships with Amazon. And so the three of us are here to talk and share our experiences and uh, discussions around like how you go from zero to hero. And so to kick that off, I'm Michael Musselman. I lead uh, Global Alliances, uh, and I've been working with AWS for a few years. I'm followed by Brett and Barless, and we'll probably jump into it. So as a recap from the first episode, we talked a lot about just like why you would do this at all. How do you get started? Uh, we kind of culminated the the entire thing with a superpower, which is like, what's that thing that your company does and its unique value and why that value better together with AWS and the customer. And so I think is a good follow-up for today. Um, we wanted to jump into either a little bit of that rehashing, but more specifically, like where you would go next. And so we touched a little bit on a CAD, Cloud Alliance Director, and Barla spoke a lot about that, but like you know, we kind of started talking about the attributes, but I think a good subject to start with, and Barlos, I know you like the subject, so I'll start with you, is like, again, what is the, the Cloud Alliance Director? What's the CAD? Why is that so important? Why should you invest in that early? I know a lot of organizations like hire someone to run channels, alliances, you know, like a VP to do everything, but like, why would I make that investment early in either a startup or a big company? Why would I make that investment early? Uh, so this is a, a great question, and we get uh, asked this uh, at Caddyshack quite a bit. Um, what is the one thing that you can do today uh, as a CEO to further your uh, in um, world domination with AWS? And the first thing I always tell anybody is you need to have a CAD. If you don't have a CAD, that's the first thing that you need, a Cloud Alliance Director, because this is a very um, direct job. It's, it's, uh, my, my word for, uh, 2022 and 23 is intentional. Um, a CAD is an intentional, um, action to have, uh, and they will reach out to AWS. Everything they do, whether it be AWS or Google or Microsoft, but whatever they do, it's only based on aligning you and your company to the point that AWS can trust you with their hard earned customers, right? AWS is in a fight with all the other clouds. And uh, we're at a point that customers really matter. That customer acquisition really, really matters. And without a CAD, you're not going to be able to prove to AWS that you are serious about protecting uh, your name when it comes to their customers. So I'm a big fan of CADs and making that happen. Now, when you were at AWS as an ISM, I'm sure you saw the same thing with the companies that you were working with. Is that that focus, that alignment kind of helped you actually build a co-sell or a stronger relationship too, right? Versus oh, someone who didn't it probably felt misdirected. So I think you're um, more likely to invest your time in companies that are investing back in that relationship. Absolutely. And there's going to be some CEOs and you know who you are listening to this, this conversation. There's going to be some CEOs that, um, that are still running their alliances with AWS to this day that are still asking, what can they do different? Why are they not getting as much as they could from AWS from both me and Brett and other CADs? 
it's because you don't have a cloud alliance director. Like as an ISM, when I was an ISM and running 120,000 accounts on the East Coast, it, I don't have the time to try and chase down a CEO or a CTO or try to convince somebody why they should be on AWS. I need somebody who's wholly on AWS and is there for me to reach out to at a moment's notice. I'm not going to wait 24 hours to give it to the next partner. If you don't answer, if you're yeah. not reaching out, I'm just going to give it to the next guy. So um, having so a cat is really me, important. And Brett, let me spin it around because I know you and I, as an example, probably aren't cheap, right? So, you know. Hey, I'm not cheap organizations, either. <laughs> but, I just, but, but I mean, like, like experience <laughs> comes that too, right? If you have a proven track record, you've been doing this before. Like, you know, I, I know internally we call this level one, two, and three. But if you think you're a level three alliance director, like, it doesn't mean your company's at that level, right? That's your goals to come in there, start from zero, get them to one, get them to two, get them to three, and then more advanced things. So the same thing goes back. Like you don't have an unlimited budget. Maybe how, you know, where should you start? Should you just, if you have the money, go spend it early? Do you kind of ease into it with someone who's maybe a little less experienced, but maybe followed a leader at a previous company? And then I think the next subject is just around goalie. I know exactly what we did here, what I did like from the ground up, but like, how do you start to goal this individual, right? Because I think that also maybe changes, you know, if you think of a compensation total, um, you know, on target earnings, like that's a little different too, right? You can base the goals or NBOs. There's a few different ways. And I've, I've heard that discussion a lot. So I think that's probably a good topic for everyone. I get asked that by a lot of peers too. How'd you set up the goals? How are you measured? I think that's important too. So start away with just kind of the leveling and where you think it makes sense. Like if you're getting started. It's a good one, right? So, you know, I'd say it's, for me, I, I think somebody said it recently, there was maybe like a Dan Foster or something, but the the whole idea of, uh, you know, where do you start, right? And they, you, when you look at it, a lot of people, again, they look at it, they try to treat it like the channel and it's very different. You know, you can have channel partners, right? In your channel program, you are, AWS is not in your channel program, right? So I think that's where the difference of understanding what, what a cat is, right? What alliances is, is is so significant that you have to understand all the different motions you can you know you can go through and like I mentioned I think in the last call um, you know conversation it was the yes there's some revenue attachment and goals around the coast all you need to go after but we're in you know there's beta builds there's uh, co marketing that has to go and I, I mean I I run three different SaaS applications as an alliance guy it's very different than channel and understanding the competencies where you need to go so. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a tough one, right? Like I see, you know, you've got to get, you got to get your opportunities into ACE. It's, it's important to be a part of maybe ISV Accelerate, you know, or transactional marketplace. All those things are kind of foundational areas that you're going to have a fight, you know, right? So you got to get armed up. You always got to be ready. Oh my God. You know, you got to be a warrior, both for AWS and a champion for your company too, right? Quick note, quick note. uh, Brett actually showed up like that for a job interview uh, for a security company in a restaurant, by the way, not even in the office. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's, nobody can embarrass me like me. Uh, So, so, but yeah, so right. So, you know, it's where do you start, right? Where, Where does it make sense for the organization where does it make sense to go, you know, and jump into it, you know, for, from being all in on your mission with AWS, how do you tell that story and where do you make the most tractions? And for me, I, I think it's in the co-sell, right? You got to start there. You got to start before you get to co-build or co-marketing. And it's a lot of 
okay, like I want to go all in. I want to trust you. You want to trust me. Let's start sharing opportunities and get those things transacted on, on marketplace. So I think first and foremost, like if I'm a CEO or I'm the CRO or someone in sales, right? Cause this role usually aligns somewhere in the go to market side. Not yeah. always, but it, it sometimes does. I've seen it aligned under kind of engineering where I think AWS put marketplace in the beginning. I don't think that's the right fit, but it's the same thing. Like, you don't have to know all of that stuff, but I mean, you just rattled off a bunch of acronyms, names, how to, how you'd approach that. I think first and foremost, if someone just doesn't know that language, that's a, probably a pretty red, red flag. And then I think even if I don't always understand it in an interview, I can say, oh, that's interesting. Explain that to me more. Like, how would you do that? Why would you do that? And I think those are just, you know, the style of learning through your interviewee. But in many ways, that's probably going to tell you if this you know, same thing. Like one thing is you can come to us. We certainly know people that are hiring. I commonly am asked, like, are you interested? No, but do you know anyone? Yeah, of course I do. Like, what are you looking for? And I think those are the things. So yeah, any other attributes or bar list that you've seen that like, you know, that at least where would this person fit? How would you find them? What tier should they be maybe to get started? Yeah, you know, I I think that there's three different ways. Like either you're, uh, you got to figure out, I think from the very beginning, even before you have a cat, you got to figure out, it, do I need to be on the cloud? Is cloud like, am I, will my company die if it's not on the cloud five years from now? And if it, if the answer is yes, if you feel like your company will not be around, if you're not a hundred percent bought into cloud, uh, to to cloud, then you need to take a look. Like if you're, if you're looking at like, I'm spending, you know, half a million dollars on a VP of technology to help make sure I have the best technology. I'm spending half a million dollars on a VP of sales who, you know, is going to get me those number one sales, then trying to find the bare bones minimum, you know, sales guy updated to Caddyshack or a, a caddy is, maybe not the best way to look at it. So the first thing, make sure you 100% want to be on cloud. And if that's the case, make the investment like you want to have your company around five years from now and hire if the best your budget can afford. If the best your budget can afford is an awesome CAD, then great. You're going to get awesome results. Um, if you don't have that budget, take one of your sales guys or hire a sales guy and then get them into that CAD position just so that they're solely focused on CAD objectives. Like, here's a list of things that we've heard that you should, we should be doing. Do it. Like, figure out how you're going to do it. It might take longer, but there's at least a warm body. Or the third option, if you don't have a budget for a, an awesome CAD, if you don't have a budget for a new CAD, then there's, there's companies out there that will do it for you and be able to give you that kind of consulting of this is the milestones you should look at and then assign people to those milestones. But that, you know, it, you're going to get what you pay for, right? So um, my, yeah. my, <laughs> my thing is always to have a CAD. Those are good points. And, you know, you think about that kind of changes the narrative, even of what we're talking about, where do you start, right? Does that, that's that, how, how do you build, build your sales org, right? Are you going to be all, you know, channel friendly? Is that, is that what a salesperson like known good looks for you? Is it traditional, more filled seller at whatever engagement level, SMB, enterprise, whatever, or, or, or do you, you know, are you going to be a hundred percent channel organization that leans in to AWS like that? So I mean, that's a, those are good conversation pieces, right? Because it, if you don't, you know, if you don't, you and it's not ready and you can't get the alignment, yeah, there's some baby steps you should probably take. Or if you're really early in your journey and maybe you got one salesperson who's maybe the CEO, right? Um, you yeah. know, where, where do you go? Do you go left and you go 
run fast towards alliances and cloud and leveraging, you know, the great mass of four or 5,000 sellers inside of AWS to help push your product at scale, uh, you know, or, or do you, or do you kind of work your way in there, uh, you know, in a different regard? I've seen organizations do all the above, right? They go filled. I think we'll get there. I think we'll get there because we were going to talk a lot about co-sell and what that is and dive into that. Um, maybe before we leave the CAD topic, it's just kind of goals. Like I can start for us. We really didn't have anything good or bad. When I got hired, my president CRO said, you're getting quota, right? Cause that's <laughs> the world he lives in. That's what he knows, yeah. but we were at zero, right? So, you know, in the beginning, I think the first two quarters is I still had an annual goal, but you know, we kind of, rather than a draw type of thing, we kind of said like, Hey, let's just agree to some basic, simple milestones, you know, think of it as MBOs or an objective. And like, for me, it was like building an integration, getting in, you know, it was just very simple. I think I, I leaned more towards the technology integrations than I did necessarily the, the CAD side of it while I was still building the, you know, getting into the APN, like trying to climb the ladder, get into some of the programs. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked and there's, there's programs that, that are public uh, that you can go after. But, you know, at the end of the day, he said, you're going to get quota, but we didn't really decide how that was going to be measured. And, and the way that we've now set it up, and I have a pretty big global team, and the way that we set it up, I didn't want to segment source from influence because I think that's really hard. You're chasing something unnatural in the source bucket. So I just put source and influence in one bucket. And the truth is, whether AWS sources me a deal and we close it, or I kind of co-sell with them and close the deal. It shouldn't matter. I want to measure it, but I don't want to hold them accountable. And I don't want to, me and my team to do unnatural things to go drive something that's, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. So for us, sourced and influence was kind of one bucket. And then for me, I knew, and we'll talk about it, marketplace is another, like that's kind of the key to the AWS heart. And it was also one of the only ways that I can start to show momentum and revenue in the beginning. So for yeah. me, it was it was two buckets. Anything that closed in the marketplace, black or white, check that box. And anything that we co-sold, and over time, we defined what co-sell is, what's the lens of it, what's the sales rest listness test, what do we have to get in exchange at what point, you know, like you can discuss all of that with your ops team, with your CFO, uh, we build processes in Salesforce. So like there's a full maturity. I can see it. I can tell when it's validated, um, obviously when the deal's closed. But I think that's, for us, it was pretty simple. Like I know others, Barless, I think you're on a slightly different, we've seen different things. I know there's a lot of other peers that have different, but like what other kind of reward system? And then again, I could go play with, you know, a seller or someone on my team that's, you know, got a healthy base. But then honestly, we have a whole lot of growth because the odds are, if we do this well, we hustle, we do a lot of enablement, we get sellers to help us, we're going to start winning our unfair fare, you know, or we're going to start winning a higher percentage of these deals by co-selling and closing in the marketplace. And then it directly impacts the rewards that we get financially. And I, I could see from a CEO or an executive standpoint, it's not a bad thing. It's like your salespeople. I don't know if the salesperson is going to be great or not. Go pay them a healthy base to go build pipeline. You, you sell a ton. Great. I make a ton too. You fail. I didn't really make, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't lose too much either. So what have you seen Brad or Barless? Like, you know, kind of, have you seen other Alliance folks and other programs set up? So, I mean, I, I know for me, right. Uh, my experience is, is a, a definitely a little bit of the run fast. You've got to juggle, I think a couple of these things, 
to be successful. Yeah. And I, I like the same bucket. That's what I do too, right? Influenced and, yeah. and originated kind of thing, right? Like that's important yeah. and in an area of measurement. And it does help, you know, it fights off the dogs of the revenue seekers, right? And, and it is, it's important, but again, AWS is a different ecosystem, you know, getting past yeah. those little, little caveats, right? Like I got to have, I got to have Ace Pipeline and not just a couple deals to, you know, to really get visibility into the ISM organization for us. So, I mean, that's, that's just, you know, me, food for well, thought. Could, I know it could be hybrid, right? Oh. You could go after competencies and check boxes on MBOs. You could, you know, hey, you get into ISV Accelerate, boom, that's another bonus. So think of uh, athletes and tiers of success. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of different things, right? One is revenue, but yeah, all those competencies, all that stuff that kind of fits in that co-build bucket, I'd argue in many ways, those are almost as important or more important sometimes. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I think just starting off the, the easiest thing, all roads lead to sales, right? Including inside of AWS. So um, you know, I think ACE is important. Get that thing, just like, get everything in there, everything, renewals, everything. Yeah. You know, that, that's going to get you past the ISM, which is that dual role for enablement, but also could be a firewall, right? To understand that you've, you have stuff that's relevant, right? Um, and you got to push things to the marketplace. That's, you want visibility. You want to show that you're an executing partner. That's super important. So, and then, then you get into, yeah, definitely you need to be looking at working on the ISV Accelerate you know, at a minimum for ISV. So I think those three things, you know, ACE, um, Marketplace, and ISV Accelerate are three super foundational areas. And that's where it helped me run really fast over on the deep watch side. We did the same thing like previously in Armor and things like that. So, yeah, those are important, right? And then, yeah, obviously you can you can get you can go down any rabbit hole in AWS and spend the rest of the year doing it for things that could yeah. could be competency a whole bunch of competencies. I want five competencies this year, and then the training path, and I want you know seventy five new AWS practitioner participants in my organization. Yeah. Um, but foundationally, Ace Marketplace, I speak Accelerate. You know, different for a consulting yeah. partner and an SI, but I start there. Yeah. Cool, Barlos. Anything to add? Otherwise, we can kind of transition. No, I'm good. I think that everything that Brett said was was uh, right on. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the answer is you know, I didn't build my program without asking others. So yeah. as a best practice, I think talking to peers. I think Caddyshack's a great resource to talk to your peers. I think when I've talked to my peers that are part of Caddyshack, that's one of the common questions. I think metrics is the other one. That's probably a more advanced subject, right? How do you measure this? If you have a team, what are the numbers you're looking at year over year growth, quarter over quarter? I think that's a whole different thing we should probably get into in a later episode. But uh, okay, so we've kind of covered the basics. Um, one comment, one comment real quick. Yeah. I, I really liked, I had a really good conversation with Rob Nash uh, up in Toronto, right, from CGI. And, he, and, and just like you said, like having a resource, there's not, there's not really an option out there, right? And that's why, you know, we kind of, we came up with this whole Caddyshack idea. It's a group of peers that you can lean in on. Cause it, but what he said to me, it was just like, I just didn't really think about that because, but it's a hundred percent true. So he says, he goes, so I, you know, I got pushed to be the Alliance director, you know, for, for CGI and kind of start to take us into greatness into the cloud. And he goes, so I asked my boss, I said, well, where's, who, who are my resources? Who can I learn how to do this? You know, with, you know, within the organization, the guy's like, you're on your own. You know, we run around like like our own little lone wolves here, you know, running pretty autonomously for the most part because we, you know, leadership, we're not leaving, leaning on leadership to understand what we're doing. They're leaning on us to say, well, why, guide me through the path. Yeah. What does it mean to go do these things? How do you get into these, 
you know, the marketplace say, why, why, why do I want to do that? You know, what's, what's comp neutral mean and how the hell can these guys make us win? I, I don't get it. Right. So, you know, we, yeah. there's not a lot of resources out there. So that's why this whole thing exists, but back to you. I want to keep moving, moving on the subjects. No, I, honestly, that's great. I've, I've talked to a lot of people that were pretty closed and it was their secret. And that was kind of probably how they had value. And then, you know, you find that there's a group of us that are like, ah, I'll share almost anything, right. That's not proprietary or so, super unique. I think, you know, the give back is probably pretty important. So um, yeah, no, just to transition, I think we, you know, I've talked about like the five C's or the three core C's that you see, the co-build, co-sell, co-market, um, yeah. you know, argue me, me if you're wrong, but honestly, like this is all about revenue. AWS is a pretty data-driven organization. <laughs> like, like the only way when you're getting started to show revenue or it starts with pipeline, the only way to show pipeline is by ACE. Right. So that's kind of the co-sell facility through the APN. And then, you know, in the beginning, like the only revenue is your own consumption. So how much your services are using on their cloud. And then second is, you know, what we were talking about before is marketplace is the only natural way to do that. So I think people get the A stuff, but I'll tell you, it's, it's hard. And in many ways, why I feel that I separated myself in the startup noise by some of the higher performers that I talked to is, and in many ways they weren't even, is I really double, triple down on ACE. Um, first and foremost, I will caveat, like the rules, the best practices that I learned about ACE was this is for qualified pipeline. So we have a bunch of pipeline. We have a bunch of marketing signaling and you know aware and engaged. And like, there's a whole bunch of stuff up at the top of that funnel but like a couple cycles down in any, you know, multi-process sales funnel, like we have a stage that's qualified, which means timing, budget, people, right? And, and, I, and we took those opportunities. And then later, pretty soon then after, I got permission from our BPS sales and our CRO that I had carte blanche to take anything at that stage and register in an ACE and force co-sell. But at least in the beginning, I didn't do anything that would make a bad call with the AE at AWS or the SA. Like we knew why they were talking to us, where they were struggling, maybe the initiative long way before we, we win or lose. Like that's not even out there yet. But like, I think qualified pipeline is one, you know, so in ACE, what are the best practices? What are the things that we could talk about to help others with just that co-sell ACE? Let's start there. Great point. Yeah, you, you, you chunk a bunch of, crappy unqualified leads in there you're going to burn your opportunity you, you get in front of AE with like well we, we were hoping that you knew somebody over there like you do that you will never talk yeah. to that account executive again because they've got twenty thousand partners trying to do the same thing small percentage of them that actually know what the hell they're doing so yeah qualified qualified i don't care if you're using automated software you're looking at some type of middleware or maybe potentially you know uh, if it's manual or um you know something that's Salesforce to Ace or whatever, like yeah. that stage of priority. Make that the number one priority. Cleanliness, because there's an Ace validation team, they'll kick that sucker right back to you, and then and then you're going to get flagged. You're going to be on that that you know dark list of your head. Oh, here comes another partner just chunking a crap ton of opportunities at us that are not real and not qualified. You yeah, know, you no. Be careful with bulk import. Be careful yes. with bulk import. Like you can get kicked. You can, you can put a lot of garbage in a lot faster. It ain't going to help your program much. Yeah. yeah. It, and they look at, they do look at, I don't care what anybody says, it, it, the, you're closed one percentage, right? So if you've got, yeah. you've got 
you know, like, I don't know, thousand, a thousand opportunities and you only got 50 launched, it's, you're going to look like garbage, you know, look, yeah. be careful what you share with them. You know, I, I do think that you should share the entire pipeline though, a hundred percent, because yeah. I've won opportunities with big deals, million dollar deals that going through and working with them, not to go down this rabbit hole too far, but million dollar deal, they, the customer only spent a hundred dollars on AWS, but we want it together through marketplace by leveraging that and getting it in there. Cause I'd have a lot of naysayers, right? Oh, well, they're, they're, they're an Azure on-prem shop. They're never going to touch AWS. Like, be careful with that. You you don't know. I've seen too many wins that we, you know, we did a little bit more discovery, right? And have that true qualified yeah. opportunity. And, and man, so yeah, that's that's a big one. So yeah, qualified, qualified, qualified. Don't put, don't put garbage in there. If you think there's no chance in freaking hell, just, you know, maybe avoid it. If, if, if you really just don't think there's a lot of confidence behind it after that first meeting, just yeah. keep it, keep it clean, sanitize. Is, yeah. um, and I, I mean, is, you, you and I are in security. I, I was just going to say, like, one of the things that I found in enough, I've done hundreds of these co-sells now, is the AWS AA, depending on the segment, if we're an enterprise and they have like one account or a couple accounts, probably. But like when you go into the smaller startup accounts or SMB accounts, yeah. a lot of times we're actually dragging them along in our meetings. We're, we're introducing them to the CISO or someone of, you know, the VP of security, and we're educating them on cloud security. And I think you know, if I flip it in many ways, like I'm now adding value back to that AWS salesperson and they're going to remember that and they're going to want to join our meetings and they're going to be like, oh, I have one other customer that was talking about the same thing. Can you guys help me out there too? I think that's where the flywheel starts to spin. I mean, that's a little bit further down the road, but like, that's what you're after, right? That's the well, next start. There's, yeah, there's, the there's. There's actually two things I want to double down on that. Um, so uh, for what uh, Brett was saying, when I was on ISM, there was plenty of partners that would upload 600 opportunities at a time into ACE. At that time, you could do that many. Um, and yeah. as an ISM, I had to go through each one, even though they met the minimum criteria of the ACE team to check on that, they went through but I looked through it and every single description was the same. Customer needs this, blah, 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 blah. This is the amount, $12,000 per uh, per uh, month in MRR. Uh, why, who's the person I'm talking to? Always the same person. And it was someone inside that that partner's team. And it, it got to a point that um, we had to call the ACE team and say, look, anything that comes from this partner, if it looks like this, just kick it out before it even gets here because I don't have time to go through 600. So there's that. And the other point that you made, Michael, which was the point of bringing value back to AWS sellers. So I started off my, my life uh, at AWS as a seller. And I can tell you that uh, I was in, I was in the, uh, I had 10 accounts and I had about $29 million in uh, quota that I have to get. Out of those 10 accounts, I can tell you that I was relegated to one person in each one of the 10 accounts. And that's the way that AWS customers like it because if you have a DevOps guy who's got access to your account managers, like, hey, can we do this? Could we do that? You could really start spending a lot of money with AWS and it could be months before people find out about it. So um, with AWS sellers, they really love it when partners come to them and are like, hey, look, 
I have this opportunity and here's the guy I'm talking to. And probably that seller doesn't even know that person and doesn't have their tentacles into that department. So you're bringing them a lot of value. It's not just a little bit. It's a lot of value that they can now make their account that much stickier. Because I can tell you, having 10 accounts and a $29 million quota, you are constantly stressed out that something's going to happen to that account because vendor management people aren't going to call you back every time you want to talk to them about a new product of AWS. I think the flip side is true too, because that's what we want as ISVs co-selling. Like, so in that same example, like, look, if I'm stuck in security with the, you know, the VP of security or some analyst, like in many ways, if I've earned the right or I'm becoming a trusted partner, the reality is that AWS rep is more inclined to say like, I actually work with the CTO and the engineering team you're bringing me in and we're working with the security team. There's a bridge here and most high fast moving organizations are like living in DevSecOps where the two teams are pretty well united. And I think that that's a bridge, right? In many ways, even later in the co-sell cycle, like I never, I get asked this a lot. Like, is there a good time or a bad time to co-sell with AWS? Like, no, because even if we've already done a proof of concept, won the technical win, whatever, I guarantee our buyer and our sales rep probably has no idea how to navigate procurement, legal, whatever. But like you said, that AWS rep is already done. They already know probably the CFO. They already know head of procurement. Like we might not. Like there's never a bad time. And and to be honest, I would say that that's really qualified at that point. You know, the AWS seller kind of can smell blood in the water. Like it's a pretty good opportunity. Like, okay, now I'm not you know, we're not in the deciding of who's going to win, who's going to lose. I got three competitors registering deals, like deals done. Like, let me go help you sell this thing, right? Absolutely. This business out. Early, early and often. That's what I always say. You'd be surprised yeah. how often, you know, like I said, depending on engagement, SMB, startup, engaged, enabled, blah, blah, blah. But that's what I told my fellows too, is, you know, same, same thing, right? Get in early and often. You'd be surprised the relationships that these guys have, like we're in security, right? So our vertical VP security, CISO, blah, 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 that kind of stuff, right? So we're very siloed a lot of times in there. And like you said, I I don't know how they buy, you know, or what's procurement look like when going through marketplace with these guys. And you find that I found more often than not that, yeah, the the, the AWS seller has a relationship with the entire C-suite, right? That is the CIO and the CTO and the CFO. And when you go in and they can evangelize that you can help... We throw too many acronyms, but like EDP burn down. Hey, great. Now we just change the narrative of how you're going to impact the organization. And so, yeah, early yeah, mo- five minutes, guys, just so you guys know, just yeah. a time, time check. Yeah. I was just going to say the most important thing you could teach your seller is to ask about their cloud budget. Right. <laughs> and the truth is, if you're selling to someone in security, they might have no idea. Like, why does that matter? So for sure, I think that's it. And just to even cap this off. So maybe we don't get in the marketplace. We'll do that for another episode, but like, Let's continue as co-sell. So now you register it, you set up that co-sell, your sales rep talks to Amazon sales rep. Like you guys have been there. Amazon does a great job at like, how can I help? What do you want? And you know, that's a double-edged question. So like, what do you do with that? Like, how do you teach your, like, honestly, I learned too, if I let my salesperson answer that question, it ain't going to go the way I want it to. So I actually kind of said, hey, let me answer that. I jumped into that. But like, 
that's a normal question in CoCell, but like, what's the right answer? What, what, what do you ask for? But can, you know, can what, I jump right in on that real that? fast? Just because yeah, of I course had you this, have probably a ton of experience. I had this, no, no, I, this experience comes after my conversation with you from our last podcast. So when you were saying that you don't let your sales reps do a lot of the talking, like you're, you interview them more than really yeah. talking. So I was trying to do that with my salesperson and I was doing a horrible job because he's just a talker like me. So he was talking the account, the AWS account manager out of working with us. Like it wasn't like, he was like, Oh yeah, you know, we we've done this, we've done that. And that's great. But we really don't have a deal now, but we're hoping that you help us. And I was like, no, we have a deal. The guys just slowed it down like to a trickle, but it's not that they don't want to buy us. It's just, we need help on the AWS side to, he's like, we don't have a deal anymore. And then the eyes glaze over on AWS side. And I'm like, oh, great. So, but I think it's so important after talking with you, I think it's very important to have that motion ahead. And then also uh, I took your advice and I wrote down what I want from AWS before the call. Like, what is it that I want from this call? And to be able to articulate it really, really well, because, oh, I just need some deal help. What can you do to help? Isn't an answer. AWS is not going to be like, oh, yeah, let me close your deal for you. Like, I don't have 200 other products to sell or, you know, a couple of million dollars in quarter this month. So, yeah, I, I double down on uh, writing that down before. So- and not letting what, them talk. What is it? Yeah, what is it? Like what, you know, Brett, maybe you have a different answer. Like I, I pretty much know the answer that we've asked for. It, you're right. It's nuanced depending on where you are in the sales cycle and some other things. But you go on 100 calls with AWS, 99 of those calls are going to be like, how can I help you? Right? Yeah. And I realize yeah. they're just cutting to the chase. But I also think it might be a test too to figure out if you understand what it is. Like, oh, go get me a meeting with the CFO. Not going to happen. Hey, go sell this deal for me. Not going to happen. Like, and they'll immediately just go like, oh, now I know who I'm working with. Yeah. Like, no, I want, you know, I, my intent, right. It's like for me. So I, I, I want, I want to build rapport. I want to tell them about my superpowers and why the hell they care about yeah. working with me. Then I want to give yeah. them a, a short blurb about what I actually do. Well, kind of like the mm-hmm. least thing in the conversation. And then I, then I'm going to tell them what I want. Right. And that's, do, you know, I want, I either want information. Do they have an EDP? Great. I can change the narrative of the conversation, go back and have you support that come over top and say, I support this by going through marketplace and support your EDP, whatever. And then, or, or maybe it's a credit. Hey, help me drive this to marketplace, the credit. Let's go put some MDF towards it or whatever. Uh, and then, and then my last out- outcome is I want, I want the rest of your book of business. Give it to me. Give me your account list. Let's see where else we have synergy. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, every yeah. single time I can count on me. I'm Don't like, ask. You're not going to get it. Yeah, every yeah, single you know what? I, I in in many cases I I felt the need to like earn that. So I probably as a follow up, <laughs> I think you can ask for that, and it depends on the segment. You're right. Um, what I found is by closing that deal, launching that deal, right? What, that's that's actually the best afterwards, right? Especially if you're closing this through the marketplace, you know, there's financial rewards in it for the seller. Like now, it's like two things. One is, you know who else is struggling with the problem that we just solved now that you know what we do and that we're capable of like helping customers close deal and why it benefits you. And the second is, I think it's pretty easy to go talk to that seller, maybe even get on that seller's call with the DM. They usually run cycles and uh, that's another way. Then you can pollinate across that team and that segment in many ways 
that's, uh, a, that's you a know, good way that you guys are having different personalities. Like, like you're yeah. a slow and steady and build it up kind of guy. And me and Brett are more like burn the world and make it happen as fast as possible kind <laughs> yeah. of guys. So yeah. it, it's, it's both true. work. Yeah. It's okay. just two two sides of the same yeah. coin. You know, it's just a, yeah. a different way of doing things. But it, I think they both know, I think it, It's very dependent, too, on your reputation, right? Like, I've got a nice long history now of, of yeah. executing at yeah. scale, right? People are you are saying like, that Michael oh, doesn't? No, I was, talking, I was talking about you, actually. Oh, so, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so, and, and for me, that that's really, it's, you know, everybody has a different cadence. I think that, like that's a good one. Like I just haven't just skipped that step because I kind of got you in my pocket anyway that I'm, hey, look, I'm going to put some revenue in your pocket. I'm going to impact your sales quota and your and your commission buckets. And hey, may as well find something like, hey, it's a short year, right? Especially for like, let's say the SMB. You've got... 11 months to build rapport and increase revenue by 50% across anywhere from 10 to 400 accounts. Good luck. Let's go ahead and get to it now. And, you know, and some of the, the, the cadence of what we built, you know, what I built historically of using those like, like a SaaS application as a high intent product to find, Hey, here's this really cool thing that I'm doing right now. And this is very tailored to you and making your yeah. life a little easier. So. And Barla said something earlier. And since, you know, people from AWS may be listening, I always said like, why isn't there a competency for ACE? If our organization has proven that we register qualified deals, we have a good return rate on closing those deals, like why wouldn't I have a competency that validates us that we know what we're doing, right? And maybe speed up some of the process or, or gain some earned trust, just like other competencies do with AWS and with the end customer. I always That's thought like that was an interesting tri- concept. Triple A rating on like a Moody's triple A rating, like, you know, sure. hey. Yeah. We've, hey, we've, we've proven got we 80, know how to... 80% of our stuff that we push through is not being sent back to us. Okay, you get a AAA yeah. rating. 20% yeah. is being kept and 80% is being sent back. Then, okay, now you're at a triple Z rating. Like, I think that's that's yeah. a normal thing, especially if it's inside AWS. So if there are any it, it also AWS came people, up, that'd be great. It also came up before was, Brett, you'd said about like close rates. Like, what do you, like, I, I generally know, but like best practices, what do you hear from AWS, what's good, right? Like if I submit 10 things, like what percentage should be launched, right? As a one, close 30, 30 plus percent to be, because they know you're you're practicing what you preach, right? They know that you're putting in quality quality leads. And if your ratio is off, if you're a five, a five to one, you know, know, 5% close rate or something like that, they know that you're, you're, you're not being responsible and you're not being respectful of their time. The ACE validation team, they'll see that and they'll start kicking all sorts of stuff back. Like I've seen, renewals right well they're, and they're just they don't even care because they, they feel like a lot of your stuff is crap so they'll come back it's a renewal like and, and but they'll ask you what's your level of engagement right now like what do you mean it's a freaking renewal right but that, that's kind of like that telltale of like all right are you really managing yeah. your pipeline as supposed to you just dumping leads for visibility trying to gain the system you'll get called out for that yeah i yep. think i think no, you're I think, right it is 30 percent. 30 percent is yeah. is that's right, the goal. right that number yeah that's a good acceptable percentage it means you I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of other other ISVs have asked me that. And then like, as it goes back to what I talked about qualified, like I've looked at that and said, Hey, if I'm registering these at stage two of five, should we maybe at stage three, right? Because things that go from the top of the funnel down later stages are more qualified in your sales pipeline. So if your company maybe doesn't, you know, has a bunch of stuff in the way you qualify deals, like maybe that's a better stage to then engage AWS because the deal's more qualified. It's a better give and get. So well, I, even I've talked about that internally about like at what point's the right point to just go grab anything out of Salesforce, toss it into ACE, right? 
when does the seller, I, I think those are all conversations that a business could have, but those are little points of decision-making or refinement. Well, yeah. I, I can tell you that when I was an ISM, I actually created a report with all of the IS, uh, all of the ISVs that were uh, in the United States. I took all of their clothes, uh, the numbers of opportunities they put in to how much were closed in ACE, and we created yep. a percentage. It's actually really interesting. I probably couldn't give you the numbers, but I can tell you <laughs> that out of all of it, CrowdStrike was the best right like they're closing and then afterwards it was alert logic with brett at that yeah. uh, dealing with a lot of that but it was crowdstrike was really really hot when i left and it was just because yeah. they don't put in anything that's dirty and they have a high volume but it, it was it was awesome <clears throat> yeah hats off to jessica and todd and that team but but for sure if you flip it to the other direction <laughs> now fast forward to what that was two three years ago fast forward today who's one of aws's best partners who does a lot of the same thing, who's doing heavy co-building, co-branding, co-marketing. For some reason, they don't give me access like, to their sales force anymore. <laughs> I'd love to have it, but. Yeah. I just but, want but it is true. I'm not supposed, I, I wasn't always supposed to see it, but I did see like deal volume, deal registration too. So it's not uncommon, but it is a balance, right? Like having a hundred things in there and a close rate of 5%, and it's probably not going to get, you know, there's a balance of like, putting in too much just so you have volume you show up on that scorecard but then your close rates are no good or your rejection rates are really high so i think there is a balance right and but you, you can't should know what your part like, what your percentage is like you should know yeah, right yeah. like at the end of the year i close this many deals this is how many deals i put into ace and then what if we, as long as that number is over 30 percent, i would think you want to put that all over your internal yeah. to aws marketing like hey we've yeah. closed 38 percent of all of our deals that yeah. put in or you're 65 percent yeah PDM is your goal name with AWS. You you certainly should know that. I look at it, but yeah, your PDM cares. I mean, even now, weekly, I'm looking at these numbers, ACE regs, closes, you know, just to kind of keep track of a rolling rate of how we're doing. And and I set up goals at the beginning of the year, like how many ACE registrations, how many validated ACE registrations do I want for the year? And I'm kind of commonly just looking, where are we? But I always say, like, I'd rather have less good ones than a whole bunch of bad ones. So I'm not using it as like, oh, we're behind 50, go do 50 more. But I think that number will keep you on track. And again, data-driven, year over year, they're looking for growth. You did 100 last year. Can you do 200 this year? Can you do 400 the next year? I think that's pretty healthy. I mean, you reach a limit where you just probably don't have that much pipeline. But like, those are all metrics that matter, especially in the beginning when you're starting to build and You're starting to work with AWS. They're starting to learn you, your business, your product, you know, how much you're leaning in, how much they're going to lean in. Those metrics are incredibly important. It is. We're we're at a, we're at about 50 minutes at this point. Um, So I think we probably need, don't mean to shut you up, but if you want to like give a quick two minutes, but uh, we're at 50 minutes. And close this out. This, this goes again, best practices, right? Be careful what what you're doing. Think of it like, you know, put you again, put your eyes Put yourself in the lens and the and the view of who you're going to be working with, right? If you've got, uh, you know, ISV, and by the way, what we need to kind of call out a few of those acronyms as we go through because we just rattle them off. Yeah. I have people ask me all the time, like, what the hell is an ISV? Like independent software vendor, right? So that's what we are, Palo, CrowdStrike, anybody that's kind of a SaaS platform. Anyways, so we are trying to gain the system and not being super focused on what the outcome you could actually get from that could, could backfire, so and I've talked to a couple of members recently that said, you know, they're trying to make big in the ecosystem. They're, they're you know, trying to gamify 
ace a little bit and then they you know then they'll reach out to the leaders and they won't they won't touch them with a 10-foot pole because they know what what known good looks like inside of the apn inside of the apo and ace and as they see this huge disparate you know area between what you're putting in and what you're close one and and just dumping shit in there to, to potentially beat the system they're not going to talk to you because they already know like the yeah. guys that have been there and gals have been there for a long time the yellow badges right the ones that are changing the game they, and they already know this is what CrowdStrike does. I know that I know what known good is. Or here's the top XYZ partners yeah. in the co-cell that they know what they're doing. And I got a new guy flying in here. No, I'm not going to waste my time with you. You do even know where you need to be going to play. Is it, is it my, is it, is it here in, I don't know, Greenfield healthcare, or is it down here and, and start up around finance? Like figure out where you need to play. You know, if you, if, all your average deal size is down here and you're trying to get to an enterprise guy or all your enterprise stuff is up here and you're trying to go down market, know your divisional placement and play that yep. well. Ace. It's so important. That's all. I want to stick perfect, that in there. Perfect, Give people perfect segue right back to superpower. Like know yeah. where you're selling, know that messaging. So as so a wrap, important. Caddyshack episode number two. So thank you all again. And uh, we'll, we'll look to hear from you for the next time. That Thanks, is, guys. Don't, don't forget your helmet. Uh, dork. <laughs> <laughs> All right.